If I could give you one parenting superpower, it would probably be this one. It just helps time slow down when it's important to slow down and helps you enjoy the moments more. Let's keep calm and mother on. Mothering is way too important to do alone and way too serious to be serious all the time. My name is Christy Thomas, and I am here shoulder to shoulder with you, mothering and enjoying life together. This is the podcast where you can focus on being mindful and taking a deep breath with me and learning new things so you can pause and savor the amazing life you already have. Hey, everybody. I am talking today about mindfulness, which I think is should be the number one parenting superpower. And it has nothing to do with any sort of religious beliefs. So just put that to the side. And it doesn't have to do necessarily with yoga or anything like that. According to John Kabat-Zinn, mindfulness is awareness cultivated by paying attention in a sustained in particular way. It has to be on purpose, in the present moment, and non-judgmental. Ah, here comes my cat. Okay, now I pause to remove the cat, and here we go. So mindfulness is pretty simple, but here's why I love it for parenting. We know the phrase, the years are short, but the days are long. Last time you went grocery shopping or with a walk with your family, you may have ran into a well-meaning grandma who bit her lip and tried not to say, oh, I know you're just going to miss this someday, even though you felt super stressed out. These are the messages we get with modern motherhood, right? That it's going to all go by too fast. And then afterwards, we're going to realize how amazing it was. But mindfulness is my gift of awareness. Mindfulness is what gives me that unique moment of presence, right? And I think that's really important because I don't want to think back and not remember anything. On the flip side, I also know that in order to create memories, you must sleep. And during the first 18 months of each of my kids' lives, there is very little sustained sleep that allows you to hold memories. So I'm so thankful that I also took 1 million photos so that I can have prompts for my memories. Okay, back to mindfulness. Mindfulness helps you. So when your kid is having a tantrum or when you're driving and getting lost, wherever you are, mindfulness can help you come back to the present moment. Because I find it's really easy to either doom scroll, doom scroll in those situations, or to just feel flooded with your emotions so that you're future casting doom. So here's what I'd like to do. There's a couple common triggers I have or common glimmers that I have that give me hope. Triggers are the things that set you off. And then the glimmers are the things, the good things during the day that like remind you of the miracle of life. And mindfulness helps point me back to the glimmers. So the first glimmer is always my breath. The fact that I actually am alive and that there's something I can control in the moment, if it's something like a tantrum. 
So I like to check my pulse if I'm like in enough awareness. I actually like put my fingers on my wrist and check my pulse and just feel the fact that it's a miracle that I am alive in this moment. And then there's another trick, the the pat the baby one that I got from Larry Cohn of the rough housing episode we did, where you just put your hand on your shoulder and just pat and shoosh. Okay. Um, super simple because these things bring you back to your body. So for me, mindfulness is a lot of nurturing myself and taking care of myself when moments feel sticky. Mindfulness can also be just slowing down time during activities that I'm often on autopilot for. So it's like when I'm washing my hands and I'm standing there and the water's warm and I say to myself, I am washing my hands. I am washing my hands. I'm washing my left pinky and I'm washing my left ring finger. And then I go through each of my fingers and I say, I'm washing my hands. Okay. That might sound a little bit out there, but it is a really, really good mindfulness practice for me um, because it makes me know exactly what I'm doing. Another simple mindfulness practice that I can't wait to share with you is the idea of collecting photos of things in nature. So if you just make an intention to start noticing the plants or the animals around you, the tree bark patterns, I don't know, the palm fronds, if you live somewhere tropical, you will see things that bring you to a moment of awe. And that that little tiny gasp of, of awe and wonder is a moment of mindfulness for me because I'm fully in the present to notice those things. And then I take a picture of it and I save it in its own camera roll so I can feel proud of how many different moments I've collected when I get hard on myself. And next, there are definitely books that I have read about mindfulness. And I'm going to give you a couple titles here and you've probably heard them before on this podcast. Okay. If you want to write them down, do Um, I'm just going to give you a couple lines about why you should read this book, and then we'll go to another mindfulness activity. The first book that you should read is Mindfulness for Beginners by John Kabat-Zinn. He is basically the guy who brought mindfulness to the United States in the 1970s, I think it is. I could be totally wrong on that, but it's a very short chapter book. Um, There's like two pages per chapter. So just tiny little things to think about. And it gives you tips about how to reduce your stress eventually through mindfulness, mindfulness based stress reduction. The next book I want you to think about is sitting still like a frog mindfulness exercises for kids and their parents is by Eileen Snell. And it's got the introduction by John Kabat-Zinn. Okay. Um, these activities are super small. There's a lot of child friendly activities. And at the beginning, when I was dabbling with mindfulness, that really helped me 
because I wanted activities that I could do right next to my kids. And there was this guided CD, if you have a CD player, that used to come with this book so you could practice some of the meditations that were recorded. Okay. The next one is You Have Four Minutes to Change Your Life by Rebecca Baroki. And this is just simple four-minute meditations. So it's a step into the next level of mindfulness for me. That mindfulness started as just learning how to be present. And then it also graduated to a practice of being able to sit still with myself, with my breath, and to notice the inside world of me more. So it started with noticing the outside world and feeling my toes and washing my hands, right? feeling my toes on the floor. And and then once I got good at that, I noticed it was much easier to take a couple deep breaths and to transition into a meditation. So that's why The Four Minutes to Change Your Life is a good book. The next book is Soul Shift by Rachel Macy Stafford. You might know her as the hands-free mama. She wrote a book this spring, and it's about the weary human's guide to getting unstuck. And sometimes when we're afraid of mindfulness, it's because we're afraid of slowing down enough to notice feelings. We're a little bit frantic and nervous or just so hyper vigilant that we don't feel comfortable being with ourselves. So soul shift is a very gentle path, very hopeful, gentle path. It's like walking through a garden with a friend. And next, you are not a shitty parent by Carla Nomberg. Also, how to stop losing your shit with your kids by Carla Nomberg. Both of those books are really about self-compassion and mindfulness. So You Are Not a Shitty Parent is all about turning the heavier books on self-compassion into a small, bite-sized, very easy, very funny, parent-friendly book about self-compassion. And then the How to Stop Losing Your Shit with Your Kids book is 100% a mindfulness book about how to pause and acknowledge your triggers and be more present in hard situations with your kids. So those are the book recommendations. I think because it is a long weekend here, potentially for you in the United States, because it's Labor Day weekend, I challenge you to either Google mindfulness, find a YouTube video about mindfulness, just See if you can add one tiny mindfulness activity. In fact, you could just, like when we're done here, go listen to a Breathe With Me episode and those will help you too. Breathe With Me episodes um, are returning now that it's September. In the summer, I had it be Thoughtful Tuesday, but now it will come back as Breathe With Me and I can't wait to do that with you. The world is so noisy. So we can, when we can find practices that anchor ourselves back to ourselves and then anchor ourselves back to our kids and help our kids be in their own bodies and autonomous and who they are. I think those are world changing practices. 
And I just want you to be able to deal with anxiety. I want you to improve your concentration. I want you to be able to handle difficult emotions, but also handle amazingly joyous emotions and collect as many memories as you can about this fantastic season of raising kids. I like to sometimes sit down at the dining room table and lay out different sized papers and get all the watercolor palettes that we have ranging from, you know, the Crayola ones, the like a little bit fancier ones, but whatever you have works. And the mindfulness painting activity that I've been really drawn to lately is just painting circles of different colors and letting those colors fade and then coming back later with a metallic pen and drawing patterns on them. It's super relaxing. And I think it's an activity that like if your littlest kid can't draw circles, they can just paint with the watercolors and it's giving them an experience that is okay. And if you can't handle painting with watercolors, here's another tip. You want to get a tiny spray bottle to mist all those round, hard watercolor circles first. Let it sit and then get a very shallow cup to like dip your paintbrush in between colors. But you don't have to worry about adding too much water to the paint palette because that mister already activated the paint. Just like mist and let it sit for a minute. And then those paints are ready to go. And it's much easier to miss the paints than to have like a giant cup of water and drip it all over the place. Okay. (sighs) I am so glad you are here on earth. I am 100% sure that you are exactly the right, good enough parent, mom, human for this moment. And I know that People probably don't tell you that enough. So here's what I want you to do for self-care this month. And it's a little bit selfish of me to suggest, so thank you for listening. I, for my September challenge, I've been doing monthly challenges since I stopped my long daily running streak. So in July, I did daily dancing. And then in August, I did daily artwork on postcards and sent postcards and artwork pep talks out around the whole world. And then now for the month of September, I'm embracing the fact that mindfulness is my parenting superpower. Like if I could teach a parent one thing, it would be the ability to get mindful and curious, which I think go hand in hand. You can of course learn all sorts of talking strategies about how to talk to your kids But if you can just slow down and notice yourself and notice the wonderful, unique, mathematical, charming human of your kids, like it's just such a improbability for that child to be alive. And so if you can just be mindful and get back into the present moment um, and see the whole person, that helps a lot with parenting. So back to September. My September self-care is to post a 90-second video, either on Instagram or TikTok, probably on Facebook, I'll reshare it, of a mindfulness technique that you can take and go. And I would love for you to join me in as many of those days in September that you can. There are 30 days, there will be 30 unique 
clips and videos. And if you have a specific need, <laughs> like if you deal with hard, big feelings with a four-year-old girl in a certain situation, then just email me and I will use that as a scenario and I will role play what I would potentially do there. Okay. There you go. And then I don't know if you caught it, but the family fun activity is to get out some art supplies and paint. I really like watercolors with my kids, especially because it's still nice summer weather outside this picnic table, sit on the porch, whatever it is, do some watercolors. It's okay if it's messy. We're not going for production of art or going for the process of living together and being mindful and slow and making memories. I love you. I hope you have a great weekend and please share this episode with at least three more moms. That would help a lot. We're coming up on the fifth anniversary of this podcast and I've got big dreams and celebrations and that means growing this community larger. Thank you. Have a great day. 